Um, we can start whenever you guys want to. We are hot. We're hot. We're hot. We're live. We're hot. The mics are hot. Um, mics are live. Will's hot. Yeah, I mean, uh, my internal temperature is hot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My internal temp is hot. Yeah, I mean, look, we're remote again. Um, My immune system is basically just... I'm having a Nebraska football year when it comes to my immune system. Yes. I'm taking I'm taking losses left and right. Um, I was traveling again over the weekend and got sick, and so that's so why, that's two for uh, two. You've traveled twice and you've gotten sick twice in like the last month. Yeah, and the last time it wasn't so bad. We just did a remote thing, so I was like, ah, oh, you know, like I I feel pretty okay. I just don't want to risk getting the other dude sick. And this time it's like, oh no, I'm pretty uh, pretty sick. But you know what? That's okay. That's the yeah. beauty of uh, us being able to do this remote, and thankfully Tyler was able to hold down the fort while uh, while I was out of town on. on uh, did you on listen s- to this Sunday show? or Monday? Remember last I time did. when when, when uh, I I filled in and I spent my hard earned time on a Sunday doing the show. Hard earned, hard. <laughs> and uh, and I did the show, and I and Will came into studio, and I said, "Hey, Will, did you listen to the pod?" And he said no. And then, yeah, you you proceeded to repeat everything I said for the next like twenty minutes of that show. So, I did listen. Okay, good. I good. Did, I I did listen, and I had a couple notes. First of all, um, you like, <clears throat> I don't know if it's just when you're referring to fans or just like people in general, but like your like fan commentary always has a southern accent. And that Dude, really I know. I was about to bring that up as well. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> Like yeah. when you're like any, oh, any, anytime, anytime you bring up the SEC specifically, it's always <laughs> Southern. You're like, and I know what you fans are thinking. Let me tell you, let me tell you what, Tyler. No goddamn. Yeah, okay, my that is my uh, was, fan, uh, fan voice. Yeah. <laughs> my other note was uh, you rolled right through. At one point, you said. I can't remember. I think you're talking about LSU and you said they're in charge of their own destination and you, you caught it cause you laughed at yourself, but you just rolled right through without addressing it. <laughs> Instead of saying like they're in control of their own destiny, you're like, they're in control of their let own me, destination. Let me say, which, let, me, let me say something same else. thing. Really doing those, doing those shows all by yourself. You can get going on like a highway and you just don't oh, even sure. see what's passing you. And so I'm sure I may have yeah. misspoken or said some stuff. That's why it's nice to no, have you guys you around. Laughed. Cause like if, if we say Taylor Martinez and we mean it, Adrian Martinez. At least there's someone there to correct us and bring it back. Yeah, we do. When it's just me, it's just like you know, I'm flying a kite out there like like Ben Franklin in a in a, in a mean, lightning storm. Thank <laughs> God for you, Tyler, because yeah, yeah, you were you were there all by your lonesome. You did great recapping uh, what was an incredible college football Saturday. Um, we both had losing I mean, weeks, unfortunately, but uh, we did have losing weeks. Unfortunately, thankfully, we're still uh, we're still in the positive. Especially uh, you, you, you would need like three more losing weeks to even approach hitting 500 with your record. But <laughs> I'm still in the positive. Uh, I didn't take a bet board loss, and of course, we're gonna. We I think we've got seven games to break oh, down for, I, I, uh, for my week notes 11. Are, my notes are on the printer. I have to go get my notes. By the way, if, if, he, if no one can tell, Will's at home because he's sick. Ryan's at home because Will's sick. And I'm in the studio because Will's sick. So uh, we're all doing this from our own places. I don't like this as much. I like us all being together. I like us being oh, able agree. to yeah. say hello. 100%. Which, by the way, yeah. can we push the helmet round two to next week? For Absolutely. Two, for two reasons. One, my dumb ass didn't do a graphic, so no one got to like engage or see it or anything. And two, mm-hmm. again, I just want to do it where we can look up the, the helmets in person. You know, I can I can tell you guys why, I can tell you guys why you're wrong to your face, right? That that feels a lot better 
than over the these. Yeah, God, the arguments these, are better in person. These goddamn telecommunications. All right, hang on real quick before I go get my uh, my notes. Um, I have a couple questions for for Will. Will seems to be the hip online person, right? R- Ryan, you're not the hip online person, are you? That, that's no, what, absolutely okay. not. No. Right, so, Will, I saw a couple of things say I need your definition. Uh, you told me bussin' before. I don't. I forgot what yes. that meant, and I need a, a refresher. So, refresh me. <laughs> what, what does bussin' mean? Because I saw bussin' being used, and I felt really excluded because I didn't know what uh, they were talking about. If, well, I, I was eating grapes, and Will said it was bussin'. Yeah, huh. I mean, yeah. First of all, if you're actually saying it non-ironically, then like you're a, you're a loser. But um, <laughs> it's bussing. I mean, it means like it's awesome. It's great. It's bussing. Okay. It, it like oh awesome. man, this it's awesome. It's these bussing, grapes. Man. This ice cream is just mm, absolutely bussing. <laughs> uh, and then uh, ratio. What does ratio mean? Some people oh, comment in on the something, context of Twitter. Yeah, and and they'll just and they'll just uh, tweet a comment, and the comment will just say ratio. Ratio. And I'm like, yep. okay. Now this one, uh, I'm glad you brought this up because yeah, for those of you that aren't like super hip to the game when it comes to Twitter, um, so like if you post a take, right? Like let's say you tweet out like fire Nick Saban, right? Yes. Um, if you're a prominent person, I mean, if you're if you have like 30 followers, you're never really going to get ratioed. But if like uh, Danny Cannell or or Paul Feinbaum tweets out fire Saban, um, they might get ratioed, which is which basically what that means is it's the ratio of how many like tweets or sorry, how many likes or retweets to comments. Cause like, if you say something really stupid, oh. then the ratio is going to be like all comments. It's going to be like, it's going to be like a oh. thousand comments and like 100 <laughs> likes. Right. But, but, because but, everyone is just trolling you like, like well, this is the worst take ever. So that's what oh, the ratio, ratio is like great tweets, great tweets that everyone loves have a ton of likes and retweets and, and not nearly as many comments. And so when the ratio is super off, be honest how how glad are you guys that we're not growing up in this generation oh like a thousand percent like, I, dude. I, I know that may see absolutely I know, I, I know sometimes i sound ageist and i promise i'm not i love everyone out there you know but uh my god i don't know if i i mean look every, see, but the, it's normal for everyone it's normal if you're growing up and i understand that but i i just look at it now and i'm like you know, God damn, the TikTok these, these generation. goddamn kids. Yeah, exactly. So you went southern again. I know. I definitely <laughs> now it's in my head. The whole uh, uh, <laughs> me yeah. and Brian Kelly, man. We just we occasionally will fade Family. into that southern twang and we'll come right back out. Whatever, yeah. it's working. <laughs> yeah. All right, go get your notes off the printing press. My notes. Press. My notes. My notes. Um, um, hold on, hold on. Before I get my notes, I got one more thing here. I saw. Oh, okay. How cool is this? I'm going to enter something. I'm going to enter a competition, and I want you enter guys to come dragon? with me. So it's next year. It's about a year from now, and it's okay. the it's called the World Freehand Circle Drawing Championships. Who can oh, draw okay. the I've best seen, circle? I've seen what, what some of these guys can do on like oh, you guys. Sure. I am so good. Okay, so one of my talents in life, you know, Will knows. I come up with good headlines. You know, I got these weird little quirky things. I can sure. draw good freehand shapes, circles. I can draw the best isosceles triangle you've ever seen in your life. Okay, <laughs> I, I can just draw really good shapes. So I think I'm going to enter this, and you guys can come. It's in Vegas, so you guys can come with me. Right. You're going to fly to Vegas to draw circles. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. Isn't that sound fun? The it, world. I mean, it does sound fun. I would like freehand. to see how, what your skills. Uh, uh, yeah, or that, like how they stack up. To yeah, be honest with you, yeah, I would hate to go and get embarrassed. 
That would be it. To dedicate a trip to drawing circles, and then you end up being the worst circle drawer there. Because here's the thing. There's like one guy out there that just spends like three hours a day in his garage (laughs) because he's retired and has nothing else to do, and he's just drawing circles and he's going to destroy you, and okay, he is so, going to so embarrass actually, you. I actually did look up on YouTube how people do this, and it seems they like... They, like, the, swing their whole arm yeah, around, Yeah, the right? technique is to use your, your shoulder as the radius center point, and you swing your arm around like you're like you're a third base coach sending the runner home. And That's why I think you'd be great at it. Right? right? I think I would draw I think a you'd really be good awesome circle. I do, too. I, I think also cool. think, like, when you said the world freehand circle my mind kind of went somewhere else. <laughs> so friends, cir- cir- <laughs> I'm going oh, to, a, Ryan, to a Ryan worldwide to the worldwide. Vegas. I was like, listen, it, look, I know it's in Vegas, but I'm not going. <laughs> it is in Vegas. Well, we all know, we all know what, uh, what, what Ryan says. If there is a worldwide <laughs> circle jerk, he's got to be the pivot man. All right. Um, and then hey, my ski poles, my, my last little note here, uh, you guys heard of elf on a shelf, right? Elf on a shelf is sure. The, the little, uh, holiday elf, demonic elf, different. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you put it's them in for positions. Yeah. Have you guys heard of the new version of that this year? It's uh, called, what is it? It's called Snoop on a stoop. And it's little versions of Snoop Dogg that you can buy and ah. do the same thing with the elf. And you can buy the optional Martha Stewart to come along with Snoop Dogg. So you can get a, a Snoop and Martha on the stoop. Snoop is so good at, at, at branding. <laughs> right? So you can get a Snoop on the stoop. Now my question is, do we get a Snoop on the stoop for the studio? And every no. episode we'll put him in a different position. And uh, I, I know. Yeah, I that's what, yeah. That, we'll, uh, well, all right, fine. Yes. What I, I, <laughs> I, I well, that was easy. <laughs> I, we'll I think we should get like a uh, like a stuffed, you know, college football character instead. You know what I mean? Well, but that's not hot this year. That's not what's on the market. That's not what the kids. I mean, are but getting. is Snoop on a stoop actually hot this year? I mean, will see us. Honestly, have you seen one? Well, look, it's you guys know how ahead of the trend I am, except for things on social media, I guess. But it's it's November 9th. <laughs> like the whole. Uh, shelf, uh, stoop, uh, step, uh, whatever you want to say. You're putting. How many that, uh, people even have stoops? <laughs> right. <laughs> Only in New York, I'm exactly. pretty sure. But 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 look, it's November 9th. We are way ahead of this whole thing. By December first, Snoop on a stoop is going to be on the news. It's going to be on social media. Will like always, college football tailgate just ahead of the trend. So I of actually course. think this is going to be a big deal. All right, okay. I'm, I'm gonna get my All notes. Right. I'm gonna get my notes. All right, he's going to uh, he's going to get his notes off the uh, fresh off the, the printer press now. <laughs> Hot off the press, baby. Um, you know what's funny, Smitty, about when you're sick is like you just you start to you easily you have that thought where you go, man. I for months I didn't even appreciate what it was like to be able to just breathe easily out of my nose. Oh yeah, that's and it's the worst feeling. <laughs> I it's get the worst it. Feeling too. To be like, and, and then when it's back, you never appreciate it until it's gone. What are you talking about? Well, I've, I've, I've been trying to like practice like sleeping on my back and breathing out of my nose while I sleep mm. and every morning. Like how a human's supposed to. Supposed to. Are humans to. supposed to sleep on their backs? And, well, they're supposed to breathe out of their nose. I thought we're humans were supposed to sleep on their left sides. I th- the left side is the best to sleep on. Left side is good if you're a side sleeper because it pushes everything, especially in like your stomach to where it's supposed to go. Exactly. Everything hangs naturally. Yeah. Like right. Your stomach, if you sleep but on as your right far side, as it's not breathing good. goes. And especially as a bigger guy, I don't know if I have like sleep apnea, that could be a possibility. Who knows? 
Um, I don't go to the doctor, but, um, (laughs) but like, you, you know, putting pillows underneath your knees, like I've been trying to practice all these new sleep techniques and I always wake up on my right side with my mouth wide open. I'm thirsty as hell. Everything is just dry. You must have yep. dreams about you walking through the desert a lot then. If you wake up. Thirsty. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we're, I've we're been officially through a desert old. In a horse with no name, dude. I, like, I don't know. We're officially old talking about sleeping techniques. You know what I mean? This is, hey, this is an old podcast. We've already this is an old podcast. That. We're all, all of our <laughs> bodies are crumbling with age. And this is just the way. This is the way it goes. Um, oh, now, we are going to talk college football. Of course, we're breaking down week 11 games. Uh, Thanksgiving season is upon us. Turkey season is upon us. Yes. I'm excited for that. We have new playoff rankings, and we have some college football news as well. Uh, the biggest piece of news, Texas A&M's top recruit uh, from the the legendary number one overall 2023 class. Legendary. De- it's legendary. Decommits. So mm-hmm. is this... The first sign AM has now lost, I think, five straight games. Things are looking bad, and this dude decommits. And I think you might see, we might see more of this. And and even though I think that Jimbo Fisher is going to be able to keep a lot of that class together, and ultimately I, my my gut tells me that he can turn things around in College Station moving forward, but it's not a good sign when all of a sudden that class starts to crumble. And this could be big moving forward for what we see you know, a and as they keep going throughout the season, how many more wins well, can they get I'm to not, kind of turn I'm, things around? I'm not going to lie. You sound sick. Like you sound yeah. like you're, you're struggling right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope you can get through this show, man. Um, no, dude, I, I sound great. That's what you should have <laughs> no, said. I'm so sorry. Well, you sound amazing. You sound terrific. Keep it going. Uh, A&M is going to be fine. They have more than enough talent. As a matter of fact, today on right. the Handicaps, we're going to talk about Georgia and what a good job they've done of getting like a lot of different people involved. That's what Jimbo hasn't done. He's stuck to his classic yep. ways of coaching, and he can't deal with the recruits in the new era of, of what football is. So I don't blame it, but A&M's going to be fine for a couple of years. It's more about the X's and O's and what they do on the field. So, Yep, and then the other uh, piece of news, which is a little more sad news, especially for our, uh, our very loyal Coastal Carolina listeners, Grayson McCall, the the quarterback, the star of the football team, uh, going to be out for the rest of the regular season at least, maybe bowl season as well, with a foot injury. Uh, big bummer for them. They had a big win against um, App State over the weekend, and uh, things were looking great for their season as far as as uh, you know competing in the Sun Belt. And so that's a bummer for them because, frankly, I don't know how good they're going to be without him. I, I think right. that he's kind of the linchpin for their offense. No, that definitely sucks. They're going to miss him a lot, and we'll have to monitor the offense, see how much we upgrade, downgrade. I'm not too keen on doing anything this week with him, but that is a big loss, and we'll monitor it. Um, you mentioned the Sun Belt. We need to get here for the studio an actual Sun Belt. Like a belt. Mm. A belt. Would it be a belt with a bunch of suns on it, like like uh, stapled on it, or like, like, like a, you know, uh, uh, welded on it or whatever you want to say, like like sure. on. Would it be just a belt that is yellow and orange and red? Would it hmm. be a belt that's really hot? I mean, how would a sun belt come across in the studio? What what should it be? Well, for it to be safe for us, I don't think it should be hot okay. or have the brightness of a sun. Okay, <laughs> but if it had suns on it, yes, I think that's I think that is what we need to do. Let's work on it. 
Yeah. All right, we'll work. Look now, into using the Sunny D logo. Ooh. Okay. That we, we, we definitely won't get sued for that. So let, let's look into that. Maybe while we're at it, we can use the Coca-Cola and McDonald's D logos as well. Bottle caps. Yeah. Hey, man, we, we, we're <laughs> sponsored by McDonald's. We did, the, we did the McRib taste challenge. We did, and you gave it 30 or a 3.0. <laughs> yeah, which was fair, first of all. Uh, um, first of all, it was terrible, and second of all, it was a bad rating. A 3.0 is just a bad rating. Ryan gave they're it like a Ryan gave like a 63 and a half. That's a good rating right there. It's a nice rating. And I ate it all. And he ate it all. Yeah. Yeah. He finished it. I'm he getting did. another. So fast, Look at this. So I'm getting another. Can you guys see my phone? Spam risk. Yeah. I'm getting a fucking another spam call. I get 25 of these a day. Do you guys get spam calls all the time? Not from spam risk. Holy that, shit, dude. That's a person. If Bro, it's spam risk, I get. No, well, fuck them. Then they're trying to call me 95 <laughs> times an hour. I know I'm getting. It's more and more every time I say it, but I get calls. It's like all the time, all day long. Now I will say this. I enter in a lot of sweepstakes, so... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. You're giving out your number too exactly, much. Exactly, I am. Yeah. Um, so Saturday, of course, I was out of town. I was I was visiting um, visiting a family member at college. Um, so you were, now, uh, you, were, you were a Van Wilder for the weekend. Exactly. Okay. Now, we talked about how sick. old we are. Yes. Shocking. <laughs> and so I was partying with college-age people. Well, why weren't you the um, older person wearing the N95 during the college parties? <laughs> I should have been. I should have been, honestly. But it's funny because I was able to watch a lot of the games. They had them on at the bars. They had them on where we were staying. And then at, towards the end of the night, you know, look, I'm, I was I was pretty banged up at this point um, on, on Saturday. And uh, I, I'm getting back to the hotel. We, we hotel, leave. motel, holiday inn. We leave during the halftime <laughs> of the LSU Alabama game, right? Okay. Uh, to go back to the hotel. And so I get back and I'm like, great, I'm going to watch the end of this game. Um, I'm, I'm, I get there. It's the fourth quarter. Things are close. They're getting intense. Um, and then next thing I know, I wake up in my bed. Oh, yeah. and, oh, I knew that was coming. Yep. And I, I, was there with, out. I was there with my brother and I had been bugging my brother. I was like, we got to get back and watch the LSU game. And I wake up and he had sent me a video. He had texted to me while I was asleep of the end of the LSU Alabama game on the TV. And then he pans over to me and I'm passed out on my bed <laughs> with all my clothes on. Oh, well, you know, I, I, that's a good brother. Survive. That's a great brother. Right William there. Corning yes. stone. So, and how do you so feel? I go back and watch the replay, but you know, I mean, and, and obviously Tyler recapped a lot of this in the, in the show from, from no, Sunday. Go ahead, but, recap. I'm used to it. You can say what I, you, you, I mean, I'm, <laughs> no, I, I'm just I, I, like, obviously we were both wrong in our handicaps. I was especially, but like what an incredible win for LSU fans and for Brian Kelly in his first year. Like I, I, I thought that Brian Kelly w would struggle this year. I really did. I, th I knew that he'd be successful there uh, over time, but for them to go in and do this. And yeah, I, I do think it's, Certainly not like the best Alabama team that we've seen recently, but a massive win. And I and I was bummed that I had to go back and watch the replay. But even still, I mean, just an incredible game and an incredible weekend seeing both Alabama and Clemson, you know, fall and get knocked out of of probably playoff contention for the year. Yep, we're shuffling the deck, Will. That's what they say. In and the, the new the new uh, playoff rankings are out, by the way. The and even though. Um, Alabama and Clemson, like technically where they're ranked now, are out of it. It feels like they are, but you know, of course, Georgia being the the runaway number one after dominating Tennessee uh, in, in their matchup, 
Ohio State number two, Michigan three, and TCU number four. If TCU can just keep it rolling, they're going to make the playoff. I, I Every week I keep saying this is the week that they're going to lose because I feel like it's overdue. Have you been every saying week, that? I don't know if you've I, really I, been saying constantly, that. Constantly. It's like, are, you it's, sure? are, then, you, are you sure you're trying to be Randy Marsh? That's not the way we're going to remember it. Well, and and then, then they always in the first half play like shit and then come stormy back in the second half to win and cover. They keep mm-hmm. doing it. And so at this point, it's like I, I, I'm – I'm starting to get to the point where I don't want to bet against them because they keep they keep proving me wrong. But, you, you know, and there are three games left. They're at Texas, of course, a game we're going to break down coming up at Baylor and then Iowa State at home. Those are three winnable games for TSU. TCU could easily be 12-0 and and facing, you know, probably K-State or someone else um, in or Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game and then in the playoff, which is crazy to think about where they were preseason as well. It's all along the same lines of LSU. It's that Sonny Dykes is just doing an incredible well, job right if, there. It sounds like you're on them this week. If you want to give me a rogue number, we'll have a bet board, but I can't take... Uh, well, we'll get to that game, but yeah. We will get to that game, yeah. but I mean, again, like the, the playoff rankings are out, and obviously um, they mean nothing now, but it's just interesting to me to see that TCU has finally cracked that top four um, I mean, because, who else is it going to be? They're undefeated. Everyone else just lost above them. Maybe Oregon part, at like... Yeah, part of me even thought that like that they would have like Tennessee above TCU still based off their resume. I don't know how you could. I mean, I know how you could justify it, but it just kind of surprised me. And so it's just an interesting year in 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 college football because outside of Georgia and Ohio State, I don't think anyone would have picked the you know the next three or four teams in that list to be in in this spot. But you know, this time of year, right? No, I agree. I agree. Um. Now. Now it is the it's turkey season. It's Thanksgiving. I love November. It's actually not it's bad. Pro- it's probably my favorite month of the year because I love Thanksgiving. It's a great holiday. It's when college football is peaking. Like November and college football is the best. And now this year we have the World Cup. And so I know I I'm about the World Cup, United States. Exactly. Yeah. And I, a lot of our listeners probably aren't big uh, into into soccer or international soccer, but it's going to be awesome this year because should we bring them up way- on some vernacular, some vocabulary they use in soccer? Yes. Okay, so nil is zero. Right. Okay, nil is zero. Offsides is where there's a. Pl- oh God! Yeah, Good luck. Is where there's a player that's ahead of the ball when the ball's kicked. That's easy. The ball has to be the furthest thing up the field when you're moving on offense. If there's a player ahead of it, when the ball is kicked, it's well, offsides. Ahead of the last defender. Yes. See, this yes, is where it yes, starts yes, to get I'm already confused. <laughs> you know what I'm I knew it was dangerous. Okay, how about, how about uh, tally ho? Tally ho means it's a very good time. Uh, I don't think anyone says tally ho in soccer. <laughs> uh, tea and crumpets is a <laughs> snack that English people have. Uh, yep. Yeah, and that's about it, right? Have I covered it in all, it, Will? Um, how's the queen doing? Can you tell me about the queen? Uh, oh, well, Smitty, queen, I think on. he's talking about Queen Latifah, and she's doing pretty right, well these exactly. days. Yeah, no, 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 no. The Latif is doing is doing nice. She's May a she fan rest herself. in peace, the great queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, if you if Let you don't think that, that the producer, uh, producer the English team that. is going to be playing for the queen. Playing for hey, the, listen, of the queen. They I don't hold any punches. I don't care, dude. It doesn't matter. We're we're gonna beat England the day after Thanksgiving. A fucking men. Dude. When Colorado is beating Utah at home, mm. USA will be beating England. Hello, mm. football, mate. 
let's not tie those two certainties together just yet. Okay. <laughs> Cause I do want, uh, I do want the USA to beat the, the, uh, the dirty red coat British bastards. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm willing to say it. I'll call it out. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Did you have anything um, for soccer? And my comment know? was over the line. Oh yeah, dude. We, hey, first it was too soon. Too soon. Whoa. Smitty. We, we don't, we don't trash the great queen in her death. No, I actually, I don't but care they're at dirty all. Red coats. Did, did you see, uh, well, she's a dirty dead red coat. Now. Oh. Um, did you see after she died? And this is, we're like, you know, a month late now at this point, but, um, a bunch of Irish soccer fans were doing a chant right after the queen died during one of their games. And they were singing, uh, Lizzie's in the box. Queen Elizabeth is, is like in a coffin. Oh, God. And that was the chant there. Lizzie's in a box. Lizzie's in a box. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Good on them. There you go. Incredible. Um, yeah, no, I didn't have anything else before the games. Tower. Do you have something? Um, no, I talked about my circles and all that. Oh, I actually did have one more thing. I was watching this YouTube and the YouTube was really cool. It was this dude drove <laughs> this route in California. <laughs> Will's like, dude, I meant for college football. No, it's not for college football. Uh, no, 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 no. That's, not why, that's not why I was laughing. So, so uh, this dude drove this route in California in 1988. Okay, you can watch this on YouTube. It's really cool. Just type in 1988, uh, same drive today, California. And this dude did the exact same drive, and you can see the video of what California looked like on this drive in 1988 and then like 2020 or whenever he recorded this. And yeah. it was so awesome to see like how it changed and all that stuff. I love that kind of stuff. But my one takeaway was how much 80s music I listen to today. Like his, oh, sure. His radio was playing all these songs that I listen to today, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's all the music I listen to. I knew all the music in the background. It was just all the hits, all the classics. And I'm like, I haven't listened to any music in so long. So that was my takeaway is 1988 radio could have been perfect for me. If you took, put, took me in a time machine and put me in 1988 and said, here's the radio, I would have been perfectly content. Maybe not because, yeah, I mean, because you know, I like to watch games on the cell phone. Besides that, though, you know. I mean, I love 80s music. Uh, agreed. Now... I, that's because I listen to a lot of like throwback stuff, but the idea that maybe, you know, Tyler's not super up to date on the most hip stuff, you know, when it comes to music, <laughs> isn't the biggest surprise. No, no. But uh, yeah, did you, did you listen to the new Drake album? Yes or no? No, yeah, absolutely I mean, not. No, I don't no. actually even like Drake, but that, that was like the new hotness in the last week. And new so I figured I'd, I'd, I'd just find out exactly how accurate it, my assumption was it, about Tyler being, hip in the music game in all honesty i haven't listened to well willingly like, like put it on myself you know like maybe i've heard it at a game or on the radio or whatever but myself like on spotify or youtube or whatever i haven't probably put on a song that was made after 2012 ish that's like right i was gonna say like what's like the newest song that you love like if you right now if you think of like ooh. I mean, I don't. I, I seriously have no idea. Like, I I really don't think of it like that. Because uh, you're missing out. There has been there have been some good tunes. You know what I do like? I like Mask Off. Who did Mask Off? Um, I don't know. It's one of the new age rappers. But even still, like that song, I think is like five or six years old now. Mask so off. that 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 actually perfect. Future. Like, that's future. Yeah, that makes my point. Uh, that's 2017. So I would say maybe that exactly. would be like exactly the, uh, this. <laughs> that, that's the newest song you could think of. That's that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, but look, yeah, for I mean, me, it, yeah. it it would be probably anything 
knew by Mac Miller before he died. When did he R. die? R. Like f- five, six years ago? Uh, same thing. Yeah, six years. Oh, right. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Meanwhile, I listen to new music all the time. I'm just so goddamn hip. Of course hip. you are, Will. You're a hipster and you're hip. So that's, yeah. You I'm know. a hipster and I'm He hip. loves the mumble rap. Oh, <laughs> gross. Um, now, uh, <laughs> before we break down the games, Tyler, tell people where we need to be betting on these games. Bet US. Why? Because you're a goddamn American. You need to be betting to bet US. Bet US is the best place to bet because you can bet on all the games we're talking about, but you can also play the casino games, blackjack, roulette. You can play, uh, uh, you can do entertainment bets. We always talk about that. Bet on TV shows, right? Like uh, bet on uh, uh, the Academy Awards, things like that. But also on top of all that, Bet US can be another out, can be another place you shop around, find better lines. And if you use promo code TAILGATE, you can have all kinds of promos and bonuses once you sign up. So Bet US is the place you want to bet. And uh, the, the, honestly, the great thing is we just got done with voting season, obviously. Thank God we're past voting season. That's all behind us. Um, a lot of states, including California, didn't pass sports betting. So you can actually bet in every state with Bet US. You know, it doesn't have to technically liberals. be legal. In, uh, in your state. So <laughs> check out BetUS, BetUS.com. Put in promo code TAILGATE. That helps us out. And uh, yeah, sign up there. Yeah, you know what? I actually am I'm sad that election season is over. I love the commercials. Oh <laughs> I love I love the text messages. Um, I actually make it a personal goal of mine. When I get one of those automated texts from some political campaign, I just try to fuck with them. So there was actually a guy, some local Colorado um, politician who was running his name was David Ortiz, um, and and I got one of these automated texts. Big poppy, like, exactly. And I, I get one of these texts, and it was like, "Hey, you know, are you gonna, you know, be with David Ortiz for this blah blah blah?" And so I just, I always just troll these people. I'm just like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna ruin my day by texting me bullshit, I'm oh gonna, yeah, I'm oh gonna, yeah, of course. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to waste your time. So I just responded and I go, I'm a lifelong Yankees fan. I would never vote for David Ortiz. Sorry. <laughs> and then they, they like responded and like, they have to take it seriously. They're like, yeah, we're like, this is David Ortiz, the politician, not the baseball player. And I'd be like, you can't fool me. And then I just start like, I always try to just like waste as much of Clever time. girl. Yeah. It's just ridiculous, man. I'm so sick of it. Now, uh, before we get to the games, I forgot there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Now, a lot of times when we get to the studio to record, Tyler's got his VR headset ready for us. Yes, right? yes. Tyler's, you're a big fan. Is it the Oculus? What do you have? The Oculus 2.0. Oculus 2.0, which is a trip. I think these things are wild. They're really fun, but they're. It's like scary to me how immersive and how real they feel. And I only bring this up because I saw a story that went viral. I think yesterday. Um, I think the guy who originally created the Oculus and then sold it to, I think meta or Facebook owns it now or something. Okay. Um, but the original creator design, let me pull this up so I can, so I can yeah, make sure I nail while this. While you're pulling it up, let me just clarify. Cause I, I want this to be clear. There's the Oculus 2.0 and then there's the new, uh, meta. I, I, I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but it's like the Facebook meta, uh, experience, something like that. Maybe right, the metaverse, the metaverse. Yeah. So those are two different things. So, okay. I thought that the Facebook like bought Oculus. No, 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 no. So, so it's a whole new thing. And I've actually seen a YouTube that compares the two and what the metaverse is, is weird. So it's actually what you would think. It sounds like you can go to different worlds. So it's like, you can go to like an, uh, like some like ice world and there's like eight people allowed. So it'll say like seven of eight people in here. Do you want to join? And you'll be the eight of eight. And you just like do different things. Like, 
in one world you can like actually like it's like Call of Duty. You can like shoot each other and like do stuff. In another world you like like play games together. In another world you just kinda like live. It's so bizarre. And in this one thing, they're just like sitting there and, and there's like a group of four people, I assume they're strangers, fake eating a meal. And it's like, this is weird. This is getting so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, like I'm a I'm a gamer and so I don't like the whole like get a life gamer nerd shit, but like if you're doing VR and just eating a fake turkey dinner, right. then you're a, you're a fucking loser. No, I'm sorry. I actually, I, I second that. I, I I don't actually play that many video games these days. I used to play a lot more, but I don't have an right. issue with people do like for a hobby, like like for fun. Like it's like anything, whether you read or watch TV shows or, or do whatever. Like some people like to to play video games. And it can actually be pretty stimulating. It can be fun. It's, sure. just, it's just like anything. When it when you start doing it too much, it's it, it gets. To, I don't even know if it's too much. That's not even my argument. Like I'm cool with VR gaming. If if you want to game all day, that's fine. My whole point is that if what you're doing, like 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 whatever, uh, you know, uh, what's the uh, Minecraft? Some people call that stupid. I think it's actually super intense. You want to know the There's best? A, uh, you want to know the best game to play on VR? Will it is what? ping pong. And the reason why oh, it's so I, yeah, fun I bet it's awesome. is because it's realistic. It's so realistic. And, right. and the uh, the football game. Ask Ryan. Ryan's going to the football game. That You're the quarterback. I think, the- I, I think I hold the record um, as far as tailgate staff goes. You do. Yeah. You've got the farthest. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. See, right. but that, that's what I'm saying. I can fling it, cool. baby. Yeah. Even like the fringe ones, like there's a popular game franchise called Farming Simulator where like you are like a farmer or there's like Trucker Simulator. Ooh, you but- know what game I love on Xbox? It's huh. called Worms. Uh, oh no! It's called uh, city, <laughs> it's called worms. Cities Skylines. Have you guys heard of this? You heard Is that this? the one where you like climb you around? No, no. You just make a city. You you like build a city. So it's like civilization. You're like you're like an architect. You're like you're like a city. Pl- you're, city. Like, you're like a city planner. No, no, no. You're like a city planner. So you like create roads and then you and you district. So you say, All right, this is the. The the housing mm-hmm. district is the business district. This is the industrial, and they start gro- and then the businesses move in, people move in, and you have to start like 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 dictating like like taxes and, and travel routes, and you can build airports. Oh, fun. It's so fun, dude! I love it. I could spend a lot of time doing that, and it's just like where right. are the time. But even still, like I see the appeal in that. I, I my whole point is like the people that sit down to eat a fake lasagna. Right, is, right, right. I, I, I don't, feel, I, I don't I get feel, that. I feel bad for those people though. Like, look, I feel bad because I'm looking at them through my point of view. But honestly, like, maybe they're happy. Maybe they're they're doing exactly what they want to be doing. Maybe that's like what they enjoy. I don't, you know, I don't want to judge. But it's just like I feel that's true. I feel sad because it's maybe like maybe they've never had a nice family dinner, you know, <laughs> in, in real life, and that that's their only outlet. So you know what? I take it back. If I mean, if that's your all, thing. Enjoy it. It all depends on who's making the lasagna, right? I mean, hey, I made that's some spaghetti last point. night. I actually didn't love my spaghetti. I made angel hair pasta. And it really stuck together. Oh, you got to be careful. Yeah, it stuck yep. together. Got a little overcooked, mm. you know. And I wasn't happy with my my sauce because they were out of the norm. I go Rouse because Rouse is the best. Rouse is, I mean, you talk about good ingredients, classic. I mean, the best sauce out good there. Ingredients, R A R A O S. Rouse is by far the best sauce. I'll put that up. We can do a taste test. It's not even close. But we went ragu because they were out of rouse, and ragu is just not the. Why smokes. would you go ragu? That's yeah, bottom of the barrel. You're better bro, off just making bro, your own sauce. I think you might as well just shit. throw ketchup on it. I know you guys are. Well, oh, that's out of the question. But I, I think you guys are. <laughs> I think you're right. I should once rouse was out. I should have spent more time studying and doing the research. At that point, I kind of freaked out at the grocery store and just went to the. Go the, with like a Newman's. I know, or bro. Like that. I messed up. I'm, I'm, I'm admitting I messed up. Okay. It was a bad I, I understand decision. that. It was I a bad up. decision. 
uh, it, you, you don't go ragu, okay? Even if you're in the corner and, and there's nowhere else to go, you don't go ragu. I get it now. And I had to, to live it by experience. And I like my spaghetti saucy. I like that sloppy, right? I like a nice sloppy plate of spaghetti. So I paid the price. And next time, I'm not going to make that mistake. So. Price, but I will say this: way. angel hair is the way to go. I love angel hair compared to normal spaghetti. Got to cook it right, though. I, yeah, exactly. I have the same problem when I make pad thai. Rice noodles are so hard to cook. Yeah. It's just like angel hair pasta. Man. So back to VR headsets. I know, I know we got hot there. Hey, listen, this is what this okay. podcast. No, is. I know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not disparaging. I'm just. I didn't have a good way to segue back into it. Um, <laughs> the reason the reason why I brought it up yeah. is because I saw this headline. The original Oculus founder, now again, he's not in charge of Oculus anymore. His name is Paul Merlucky. Uh, apparently, he invented a VR headset that will kill you in real life if you die in the game. Now, Shut up. He made just one, it. and it's not like it's like a he made it for like a museum. He's like, no one's ever going to use it. But basically, it's a it's a headset that has these things in the top of your head. Electrodes? explosive charges oh yeah I, so, I saw the headset it's crazy if the right like uh screen i thought that command, was some kind of AKA, weird sexual like, device the game over screen shows up <laughs> it blows your fucking head off Damn. and so i bet you'd I know be a lot like, more careful looking around the corner and call a duty play with wearing that thing very true yeah, yeah and like even like it it it's interesting because i feel like at some point someone's gonna be like you know what I'm going to get my hands in this thing and I'm going to do it for right. real. I'm going to play a game <laughs> until it's I like, die. it's like modern Russian roulette, yeah, right? Or modern, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What Ooh. game do you feel like you could, you could last the longest without getting your head exploded? Uh, MLB uh, 22, the show. I, oh, really? I, yeah, I can, I can pitch him. I, I mean, I, if I have my right teams, like if I can play with Tampa and pitch with Shane McClanahan, I will take that all day. So give me MLB, the show and give me Tampa Bay. And there we go. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. What would you guys say? I mm. die with every single game. Yeah. No, I mean, no questions asked. I suck only, at video uh, games. Like, what game would I could I last the longest without dying? Maybe, for, for maybe Will, like one for, of those. Okay. So let me get for both of you. Here's what I'd say. I'd say for Ryan, it'd be Madden, and for Will, it would be like a call, maybe Call of Duty or like the newest, whatever the newest version of that game is. Because Will's Madden always good. Not easy. Yes. Will, yeah. I would just camp. I would just be a camper. <laughs> Oh yeah, like, like that's and, like, not what you do already. That's, not, like, that's not already it, what you do. Well, I'm not a camper, but the truth is that like knowing that you don't actually die might encourage you to run out into the shit a little bit more. <laughs> you know, and you know, so, it's actually funny is I hate camping in real life, but when I play those games, I'm totally a camper. So when it camper. comes to Call of Duty, I camp all day. But when Tyler it comes to real life, in a, lives in a bush. <laughs> I do. But same thing with Fortnite. And by the way, I played Fortnite like the first month it came out, and then I didn't like it anymore. But so hard. When I used to play Fortnite, I would do that. I would sit in the bush the whole time, and everyone would kill each other. And then I would be like one of the last eight people left, and I just have to get lucky and kill the last like couple people, and I'd you know get top five. Straight camping, dude. Straight. Camping you win with day. one kill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's how it went. Hey man, uh, a, a dub is a dub. Yes. Um, yes. Okay, uh, to our week eleven games, oh, man. So Will. so sad. We're already in week eleven. Oh, Will. We got seven games. I have a feeling that we have at least one bet board here mm. just based off of, again, you know, reading the room. Now, we're not in person, so we're not how, is anymore, Toto. how is this poker face competition going to be? Yeah, reading the Zoom, exactly. You know what I decided to do? 
I decided I'm going to take a different approach. I'm going to go from my whole thing of switching last week. I'm going to do. I'm going to read Will, not the not the teams. I'm going to go meta. When I was doing these games, I sit down and I go, "Hmm, I'm down nine to seven. We're going to have probably dozens of games ahead of us. I just mm. let the the course take its normal path." I don't have to do anything different. So I'm going to approach this. slow play. I'm going to approach it. Yeah, like slow play. Exactly. Not scared at boy. No, I'm going like to take it. this like always. I'm going to handicap like I always have. And you know what, Will? We got some dingers this week. You talk about MLB The Show. I got some dingers. My name, what's that to YouTube? My name's Al and I hit dingers. <laughs> That's going to be me today. So bring it on, Will. Let's go. Uh, I love it. All right. Well, we'll start um, in the SEC with LSU going at Arkansas. Currently, LSU Tigers a three-point road favorite after their big win over Alabama at home. Um, I love this matchup because even though Arkansas has been a little bit disappointing, especially on defense, I expect their defense to be a lot better than it was this year, but LSU just continues to overperform. And for them to be three-point road favorites here going into what is a really tough road environment you know, in Lafayette, um, I'm interested to hear your breakdown, Tyler, because for the life of me, I, I I don't want to bet Arkansas here. That's the truth. I really don't want to bet Arkansas because I think that LSU is going to be able to to do what they have to do to win. And I think their defense has proven in the last few weeks that they can play and they can they can hold teams down. Um, but LSU, of course, is going to be the biggest public bet of the weekend at this point with their win over Alabama last week. You know they're moving up the rankings. Everyone's talking about them. I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of public betters on Arkansas. So where are you coming out on this, Tyler? Uh, I agree with you. I think LSU is going to be one of the heaviest public bets this weekend. But I think Brian Kelly can do a good job of avoiding the classic letdown spot, right? Like we always talk about certain spots in the season where you want to play on teams, play off teams. And usually when you're coming off your biggest win of the year, you don't want to bet the team the following week. But Mm -hmm. I've got this weird feeling Brian Kelly is going to be able to mitigate that and let these guys know you can't just be content. You can't just like be okay with what's happened. You've got to get ready for the rest of the schedule. And they don't have any ranked teams right now, so that, so that may be a letdown, but I think he's going to have them ready. So I think, again, everyone's going to be on LSU minus two, but you know what? God damn it. I'm on LSU, Will, because I'm starting to get to the point where I'm putting Brian Kelly behind the do-not-touch glass, right? Where I have Nick Saban and, I mean... I have Bill Belichick. It's like, look, I get it. You know, and, and Bill may be coming out soon, like the elf on the shelf. Matt right? Campbell. Matt, uh, <laughs> He's elite. <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm putting Brian Kelly there more and more. And so it, it, he, I think, is a big deal here. But it's not just about the coaching. I think that we need to start paying attention to this offense. And we've got to stop saying Jaden Daniels can't throw the ball or operate an efficient offense. I think that's crazy. That That's so much overreaction from a couple games early in the year. Jaden Daniels this year, he's got just under 2,000 passing yards in nine games. His completion percentage is 77. Well, it's like 69.9 or 69.8 or something like that. But I mean, he's completing about seven out of 10 passes. One interception, one, one pick, 14 touchdowns. Okay, so that's yep. a bad take. Jaden Daniels isn't a passing quarterback. That that we, we can write that off, forget that. And I want you guys to guess right now. Top of your heads, guess LSU's passing efficiency ranking 
in SEC games. So when they play an SEC opponent, what is their passing efficiency ranking in the country? Mm, I mean, it sounds like with how you're setting up that they're going to be something shocking, like top 10. Yeah, I was going to say like top 20. Yeah, they're ninth. Okay, that, wow. that's when they play SEC teams. Passing efficiency. Now, that doesn't mean yards per game. That doesn't mean complete. That means passing efficiency. When they need to throw the ball, can they? So what I think we all pay attention to is Jaden Daniels scrambling. And we often get in this trap when, when scrambling quarterbacks run the ball a lot and they're quick to tuck and run. And there's a lot of like plays that kind of break down. But what they're doing when, when they do throw the ball, no matter when they throw it, it's very, very efficient. So we have to pay attention to the actual stats. LSU is like exceeding all these expectations. Now, let's get to Arkansas. Arkansas's defensive line, I mean, wow, not great stats at all. When I, when I think of Arkansas, I mean, obviously KJ Jefferson, the, the, the rushing attack, their offense, but I thought this D line would be better than what I saw. They're 101st in average line yards, which means unadjusted wow. for opponent. How many yards are you giving up per play, pretty much, or, or per rush? 101st, and they're 130th in passing down line yards. So what that means wow. is when you're in a passing situation and you run the football, okay, um, like like third and nine, third and seven, whatever, Arkansas is the second to worst team in the country at stopping that. They, which, which to me is a big sign because that means when your secondary is playing pass, when you've got one or two extra uh, uh, defensive backs on the field, how are your front four and five playing? And they're, t- they're terrible. So honestly, I think LSU over the course of a game can kind of dictate what happens on the offensive line. And the main thing here is going on the road. Like, can they respond on the road? I think they can. Minus th- is, is, is it still minus three, Will? Right yeah, now? minus three is, is the number. I, I think three right now is is a fair number for LSU. I don't love three, right? It, it seems pretty pretty even to me. Like, that's probably right around, around where I'd have it, maybe like 3.25. But I'm on LSU because I trust Brian Kelly. I think it's a good spot in terms of the overreaction the average sports better might have to, to, to this being a letdown. I don't think it's going to be a letdown. Uh, and on offense... Arkansas does have a really good offense. They don't struggle really anywhere, but they're not great anywhere. I look at their advanced stats. I look at I look at their uh, adjusted and unadjusted metrics, and they're they're a really really good offense, but not elite, not bad at anything. Now they are 19th in total yards, and they're ninth in the country in rushing yards per game. But I don't know if we can put their O line in a situation where they're going to be able to do it to LSU's uh, defensive line what they've been doing all year long. So you just put everything together. I trust LSU in this spot. I'm I'm going to – Will, can we – Can we? did, did we do a, a check before the show and see if this is the updated line? Because I'm dying for uh, No, we did not. So maybe it's moved. But uh, if anything, I would imagine right this, I'm this dying number for would, would move more in LSU's direction because, I mean, look, what scares well, but he, me but is But here's this, what happens. I'm sorry to interrupt, but here's, here's sometimes what happens. You'll get smart bettors – who have a lot more money and influence who dummy it down. So if you get a right. Billy Walters type who says, I want two and a half, he'll put 20 grand on the three and then he'll put 200 grand on the two and a half. Right. So sometimes it will get dummied down if, if you're, if we're paying attention. So even still though, I feel like this number will only go in LSU's favor throughout the week because look, you know, Arkansas has been kind of all, all over the place. I mean, they lost to Liberty at home last week. And I know Liberty is a good team as far as, you know, non-power five yeah, standards it's, it's go. It's still three. It's still three. But this feels like it should be a slam dunk for LSU, and that's actually what makes me scared. It's like right. it, it, LSU minus three should be the 
you know, the, the, the easy way to go about it, especially when you consider Arkansas's issues on defense, but it's not enough for me to go with Arkansas. So I'm going to go LSU minus three as well. Okay. Well, but I want to be clear here. I'm not making this a bet. This is a strong, strongly in LSU, but you know, Arkansas at home. And here's the thing with Arkansas. Here's the reason why this is not a bet for me. It's because Arkansas, for a lot of the season, had a banged-up offense, banged-up offensive line, and they were playing without their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, who's kind of important on their offense. So mm-hmm. you look at their stats, and a lot of what you see is skewed. And so that's why it's like, well, you look at their unadjusted... And now that doesn't count for the defensive line stats, right? That's totally out of the offense's hands. So that's still concerning, but I, maybe, because I haven't done a deep dive, a super you know like in-depth watch every play, maybe a lot of those stats come because they were down against Alabama. They're down in some games, and the defense, maybe a defense who gives up when they're down, and they may not do that this game. So Arkansas has a lot of variables, and I still wonder exactly why that's showing up. Numbers only tell you so much. I sometimes go, but why is it like that? Could it be different at the end of the year for a different reason? And KJ Jefferson being healthy... And this offense kind of zooming at home. That's why I'm making this a strong lean, but not a full play for uh, for LSU. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll, I'll go with the Tigers here, minus three. We move on to uh, another SEC matchup, Alabama on the road at Ole Miss. Current number, I believe, is 11 and a half. It's come down. Uh, Bama opened up, I think, like a 12 and a half point favorite here. Uh, it's looking like, you know, hovering around 11 and a half, 12 currently. Um. Again, this is all yep, about eleven and a half right now. Wanting to fade the public, right? Um, Ole Miss will be the public play. You know, Alabama just went into uh, Tiger Stadium and lost as like thirteen point favorites. Um, but then again, like I, I, I had that same feeling going into the LSU Alabama game. Is like this is when Alabama reminds everybody, like, hey, we're not that bad. Um, we're uh, this big of a favorite for a reason. And Nick Saban has done very well against uh, Lane Kiffin specifically, right? Last year, they blew him out. Uh, Lane Kiffin was like, let's get your popcorn ready. And I think they lost by like 40, you know, before the game. Um, But for them to go on the road here at Ole Miss, who even though, like we've talked about it a lot the last few weeks, Ole Miss maybe isn't as as good as their record and their ranking shows. But ultimately, they keep winning games and they're playing a tough schedule. And they know that, they got to win this game if they want to have a chance at still winning the SEC West, even though they lost already to LSU. But Tyler, uh, with the number dropping already, I mean, I'm just not seeing a lot of reason to pick Alabama right now, strictly because of of how their defense is playing. I don't know. Help me out. Uh, yeah, I lean Bama this game. I actually think Bama is the play here. And it, look, it all comes down to the the bounce back. And we're going to be talking about that for a couple different teams this week. But does Bama let that sort of dream-crushing scenario affect their season? Can they come back and play full effort here? I think this is just a matter of time until Ole Miss gets exposed. I've been talking about this for weeks. They don't have a good defense. They're 67th in FEI total defense, 71st in defensive drive efficiency, which means when you're facing an opponent, where would the average opponent start and stop? Ole Miss is 71st in the country, and they're 95th in first downs given up per drive. Alabama's going to move the football. This is a classic spot where Alabama is going to run all over Ole Miss. I mean, I expect the, 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 I expect them to throw for over 300 yards. They're just going to embarrass Ole Miss's secondary. Can their defense step up? Like, what is the, the motivation going to be? Right. What's the effort level going to be like? That's my main question. That's why it's a pass for me. I'm not betting this game. I'm not going to lay 11 and a half, take 11 and a half. I would lean Alabama for sure, but 
I have a major question mark about how we haven't seen this before. We have not seen Nick Saban with two losses since when his first right. couple years there. So I have no idea how a Nick Saban team who has a dream crushing game at the end of October <laughs> is going to respond the next week, right? We haven't seen it before. So I'm not going to bet on it now and fade Saban to lose money or try and, you know, be stubborn and take and take Saban 11 and a half. So total pass for me. But eventually Ole Miss is going to get exposed. Why not this game? Like Alabama did it last year. He knows Lane Kiffin very well. Ole Miss is already overrated. I lean Alabama. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that Ole Miss's secondary is a problem. I think they've been pretty good against the run, and so far Alabama really hasn't been able to run the ball on anyone, and that's that's unlike most Nick Saban teams, right? And so that's concerning to me, but it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Bryce Young just light it up in the passing game and have Alabama score a bunch of points and cover the spread, but 11.5 still feels like too much for me because I ultimately feel like this will be a close game. We've the, Where Alabama has struggled this year has been on the road. They haven't proven yet that they're comfortable and dominant on the road just yet. And so uh, if this was, you know, a home game for Alabama, I'd feel much differently. But again, I think going into hostile territory where there's blood in the water and every team that's playing them is probably feeling a little bit more confident now, seeing that Alabama is finally looking human. They have two regular season wins. Um, so I'm going to take Ole Miss plus 11 and a half, Tyler. All right. Will's on Ole Miss. Uh, so for this next game, can I get my breakdown first? Because I got to go refill my water. Yeah, yeah. So wait, I'm, you want you want me to give my breakdown first? No, no, no. You intro it. You, you can do the intro it. Louisville, Clemson, blah blah blah. And then let me get my breakdown. And then when you go, I'll get my water. Or do you want to oh, go? Okay. Because I want to hear. No, no, no. I, I, I see what you're saying. I want to. Nope. I want. Yeah. Let's do it. That's a perfect plan. So yes, uh, ACC matchup: Louisville at Clemson. Currently, Clemson seven point home favorite. Of course, coming off their their big loss to, uh, on the road to Notre Dame last week. Um, you know, needs to be about a bounce back situation for the Tigers. And of course, you know, with them being seven point favorites here uh, would indicate as much. However, Louisville's just been like a, a kind of a tough uh, pain in the ass team for a lot of, of their opponents. Uh, and I, I think that what we saw, especially last week, and we've seen it a little bit and Tyler, you mentioned it in some of the breakdowns recently is that this Clemson defense is not a dominant Clemson defense that we've seen, um, you know, over the years. And that concerns me for a Louisville offense that can always score points. And so I want to hear your breakdown well, here. Look, I think the defense actually isn't as bad as we thought. That was a take from September. Like, that, that's that gone. Will, my whole thing now is Clemson's offense. This offense right. is bad. The defense is kind of... If I were to group everything together and like rank the the the, the defense in like a, a general category in the country, I'd probably have them around... 18, like 15 to 18 total defense, but yep. it's about the offense for this game. So this, this is, is it, I don't want, I want to stay as far away from this game as I can. Now, by the way, I need Clemson to win this game outright because we have a bet board game, Louisville win total. And I truly That's believe right. Louisville, Louisville will win, will lose the last three, uh, three games of the season. So we'll get there in a sec, but this is the dream crusher scenario that we talked about with Clemson. Okay. Or with, with any team, when you lose a game, that takes you out of your season-long goal, you can have a really bad showing the next week. And I think that's what, that may happen with Clemson. Okay, That's why I'm kind of worried here. So it is a big deal that I think Clemson's going to maybe not play as hard, maybe kind of... And I'm not even sure how good they are in the first place. So even if they're playing full, you know, full motivation, I don't know how good they are. But 
I do need Clemson to win for the bet board. Clemson's defense, like I said, was a concern, but holy shit, this offense can't do anything. The offense is 42nd on Football Outsiders, and you compare that to the last couple of Clemson offenses, I mean, they're top 10 every year, like clockwork, always the top 10 yep. offense, and they're 42nd this year. So it's just not the same Clemson team. And Louisville, I mean, on the other side of the ball, I am not impressed with what I'm looking at for the pure stats. Like, yes, they look good on the scoreboard. I mean, they beat Wake 48-21 a couple weeks ago. Uh, big win last week. But I just don't... They're hot right now. Like, that's the whole thing with Louisville. They're not a great team overall. Their stats aren't great, but they're playing very, very well. They may be one of the hotter teams in college football. Um, you could say they're you know hotter than a Vegas sidewalk in July, but take the bad loss away against Boston College, which that was a terrible loss. Like Boston College has been so underperforming this year; they've been very bad. They lost to BC, yep. so that's a bad, bad sign. But you take that away, and they're seven and two this year. Okay. Yep. But they end the year with Clemson, North Carolina State, and Kentucky. And honestly, I think they lose all three. And I think that I win the bet board with them winning six games this year. They're currently what six and three. Yep, maybe six, six and three, six and three, six, something like that. Um, so I think they lose the last three games. I'm not sure they cover here, or excuse me, I'm not. I'm not sure Clemson covers, but I think Louisville will uh, lose this game. In games, here's a big stat: this year against a spread, in games against top ten stuff rate teams. Okay, so when a team is top ten in stuff rate, how often do they stop a run? at or behind the line of scrimmage, Louisville is 0-3 ATS against the spread this year. In games where they're not playing a team like that, they are 6-0 against the spread. So that to me is a clear demarcation of where Clemson has a bit of an edge this game. They're going to disrupt that Louisville offense. They're going to mess with that creativity and timing. And I think they're going to force Louisville to make mistakes. So yes, I think the dream is crushed, but do you want to hear an interesting stat that may kind of negate the whole dream crusher thing? Uh, Clemson has won 38 home games in a row. That's one of the longest, if not the longest streak in the country. That's yep. something to play for. That's big time. So I think that's going to be a selling point for Dabo and this team. And it's not the classic, our dreams of, of playing the ship just got crushed. We're going to let down. They're coming back home with a real record to defend. So I lean Clemson. I'm staying away from this, but I lean Clemson for those reasons. And I think Louisville... For what they show on the final scoreboard and some stats, I think Louisville's overrated. So I'll be right back, Will. Okay, fair enough. Um, he's staying away. Unfortunately, it won't be a bet board game. I think I think that, uh, that <laughs> Louisville, I mean, he Tyler could be right here. They could lose their, their last three and end up just a six-win team. I think this game is kind of a pivotal moment for Louisville. And they actually played... Clemson really tough last year. And, but again, that was at home, not on the road, not after Clemson's coming off an embarrassing loss. So how do they bounce back? But ultimately again, like I don't think that Clemson's defense is that good and we know their offense isn't great. And so to me, I think that I'm willing to, to lay seven here or excuse me, take seven here with, with Louisville uh, knowing that there's a push option still there. But I think that Louisville is going to have a chance to win this game. I mean, Clemson's had some tough ones even at home this year. They, I mean, that that uh, that Syracuse game, they barely won, and that was at home. Yeah. Um, I'm and back. So I'm back. I, the boys are I back think, in town. I think that Clemson is just susceptible, and even though they're coming off a loss, um, maybe that means they have a bounce back game. Maybe it means they're more fired up. 
maybe it means um, exactly like dream crusher scenario. So Tyler got his, his rec specs on, he's in the zone. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take Louisville plus seven here. Um, Tyler brought his, uh, his breeding glasses back to the game. And uh, we're good to go. So you're gonna you're gonna stay away. Still no bets from no Tyler. bets for me. But you are on just so I can mark this down. You are on uh, LSU, LSU, Ole Miss, and Louisville, Ole Miss Louisville. Louisville, Louisville. You're on the dogs. Louisville. You're on the dogs, and then LSU. Yep, we're on the dogs today. Uh, next game is Central Florida at Tulane. Two top twenty five ranked teams. Who the thunk? <laughs> Who the thunk? Uh, did, I'm interested uh, to know if you have a bet for the, for this game, Tyler, because I feel like the market won't be as sharp. This seems like a, a game that Tyler would have been all over. This is a bet board game for me. Or a, a bet How did you know, Will? How did you know? Now, can you guess what yeah. side I'm on? Mm. Don't show your hand, Will. You've, <laughs> no, been I mean, big, uh, you've been big on UCF so far this year, but then again, I, I feel like Tulane is just not a public pick yet, so I'm I, I I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> why did pick? Oh, I did get. I'll tell you right after. I'll tell you right after you say. I think, look, UCF has continued to prove me wrong when I bet against them. I'm going to say that John Rice Plumley has been really good. He's out though. Um, got, that's right. He's yeah. out though. But but even still, like he, he's had, he's been in and out, and so I, I feel like the offense can kind of go without him even. But that being said, like I don't. I've never liked betting on Gus Malzahn. I've never, he's never been know, reliable but that, but to me. Will, you have to realize those are blind spots in your betting. Like, it's not good when you, when, no. you, when you write teams off or say, I don't like betting on a head coach. At the end of all their careers, these guys are all going to be very close to 500 ATS. Like, maybe, you know what we, what we marvel at in the sports betting industry? When a coach is like 58% against the spread in a scenario. It's like, wow, Saban and Belichick are amazing. What are they? Oh, they're 59% against, against the spread in this in this. Spot. Right. Like, like, no coach no, is going to be that. 38% this against is, the spread. So when you This say, is a personal thing, though. When I bet on one team, they always burn me. And it seems like when right, I but, bet but, but on I, UCF, I'm not they saying this for your sake. I'm not saying this for your sake. And this is the flaw of the bet board, is the show doesn't get sometimes as good a content because it can get competitive. I'm saying that for the audience's sake, right? We can't, as the audience... It's not good in handicapping to, in my opinion, think that way and handicap that way because you're going to handcuff yourself if you get pissed off and get emotional and let that seep into these handicaps. I know you may not love Gus Malzahn, probably back to his Auburn days, and I don't blame you for that, but that yes. doesn't mean going into every Gus Malzahn game, you start off with a bias against his team. That's not a good way to approach it. Well, that being said, I'm going to go <laughs> with the green wave here. I'm going to take... <laughs> All right, so, uh, Will, let's go with the green, the green wave. Okay, so you're taking the green wave. <laughs> I'm All right, uh, taking the green wave. Ryan. I'm taking the green wave minus two. Ryan, make the, make the bed board sound. Yeah, we got a bad board. You're right. I am on UCF. All right, let's give a little a little handicap here. Uh, this is a big game. Winner to the ship, the ACC ship. Winner to the ship, or the AAC ship, right? Not the ACC. That's right. Winner to the ship, but but this is a huge game for these teams. So we're getting two teams who are playing a championship level game, and I think one team has championship level players. Like that's what a lot of this comes down to for me. So. You know that you also know, Will, the number one stat that I pay attention to. It's not these margin stats. It's not these advanced analytics. It's not football outsiders. It's the ATS record. Did you know Tulane is the is the number one team this year in college football ATS? They're the best team in college football against the spread. They're eight and one. 
and I do this every year in in November. I start to do this where I don't blindly bet against these teams, but I I favorably consistently bet against teams who are like eight and one, nine and zero, oh, nine you know ten and one, eleven and zero oh against the spread because Vegas doesn't let teams finish. 12 and 0 against the spread. They're going to catch them eventually. And what happens is it's because it's a very simple answer. You may say, why is that? Like, why, why are teams consistently beating the spread? And the answer is they're outperforming expectation. The market says they should be doing something and they come out and always exceed that. Eventually, the market's going to say, we've had it. We've lost a lot of money on this team. We're going to bleed the line over a couple points. And that's starting to happen here with TCU. But on the other side, we, you have a bunch of injuries, a bunch of stuff going on with with the the quarterbacks for for UCF, and Will mentioned uh, John Rice. Yes, John Rice Plumley. I want to say Reese because during the Halloween episode, I called him John Reese's Plumley. Uh, John Rice Plumley's out. Okay, and I think that this is a big deal in the handicap. In my opinion, the market is doing this. It's overrating the absence of John Rice Plumley, and that. Is really if you're going to boil everything down to to really one one main thing here in the handicap, that's it. Backup quarterback in, and no one's got any idea how to price him. His name is Mike Keen, but the only difference is he's not your average quarterback or your average backup quarterback. Now, I reached out to a couple people who handicap and who I really trust and who quantify these things who I go to. The smartest people I know who quantify college football are saying the downgrade is about a half point, maybe a point at most, okay? And that's actually not that much in college football from a backup to a starter. I think Mike Keene is a very capable backup for the for the couple reasons. First of all, he has a ton of experience. He played nine games last year. He played the year before. He got, last week when he came in, he looked like he was a vet. I mean, he looked like he came right off the practice field, looked super accurate. I mean, he it was very promising, if you're going to be a UCF fan this, you know, or, or a better this week, seeing what he did last week. So he came in and looked, looked hot, a lot of experience. And I would honestly argue this. I know this sounds crazy, but UCF fans w- would agree with me because they've seen him more. He's actually maybe not a downgrade at all for, the, for this reason. John Rice Plumley turns the ball over, makes a lot of mistakes, tries to force it. He is a risk-taking quarterback. And... In Gus Malzahn's offense, that's honestly not the best thing. Now, I know Cam Newton did a good job there, but but right. you don't want a quarterback who makes his own decisions. That's why they're 93rd in the country at turnover margin. UCF is this year. So I think when Mike King gets in, he's actually more accurate than Plumlee. He's less risky. I think that's actually a better situation for UCF's offense. So besides that, let's talk Turkey. And by Turkey, of course, I mean the rush game matchup. Uh, Thanksgiving. You, yes, of course. You, uh, Tulane, 37th in the country in rushing yards per game. Okay, That's where they make their money. By the way, they're 84th in the country in pass yards. But UCF is only allowing 131 rushing yards per game. So they're good on the ground, and they're grading very high in unadjusted stats. And I think unadjusted stats matter in this, in this handicap because of the schedule difference, right? UCF has a much tougher schedule than... Uh, uh, Tulane does. So schedule adjusted, all that, st- or, or non-schedule adjusted. Look at the, the 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 stats here. UCF is 29th in average line yards, and this is uh, their uh, uh, defense, okay? Their defensive line. UCF 29th in the country, average line yards, 14th in standard down line yards. And what I'm noticing with UCF is they're really efficient on both lines. Like when you start to dive into the data, 
and you look at both offensive or both offensive defensive line and how they've done on a game to game basis, like UCF does a really, really good job. They're solid all the way across both lines. Now they don't, they're not like top ten in, in, in anything, and they don't, you know, do anything really elite. But they're not like bottom fifty in anything. They they're they're really really good and they're really solid. And that's one thing I'm noticing about Gus Malzahn is, you know, say what you want about his personality and his offenses and his quirky you know substitution packages or whatever. But his lines do a really really good job. They're always where they need to be. They're very efficient, and that's going to be a big deal this game. And I honestly think that's where Tulane lacks. They just don't have the guys to keep up over 60 minutes on both lines. I look at Tulane's stats, the same ones that I just talked about UCF with, and they're in the range of like 70 to 100 in all those important stats. So I know Tulane's defense has been really good this year, kind of where they hung their hat, but they're getting an offense they really haven't seen yet. Tulane has the 118th hardest schedule, according to Phil Steele. They haven't seen any teams so far. So I think UCF moves the football, and on offense for Tulane... They want to get Ty J. Spears the ball. He's kind of their do-it-all running back. He's for sure their lead back. And I don't think they're going to. I mean, they give up a ton of negative plays. UCF's defensive line, as I said, is way underrated. So I just think what we have here is, even though they're on the road, a team, a championship kind of team, at least in the conference, in a classic championship spot, and you have a two-lane team who's just so overperforming this year. I don't remember their win total. I think it was like, five or six and that matters like what was the preseason expectation what are they doing now so i'm on ucf plus two here and uh it's a bad board game wow i mean i love it incredible incredible breakdown we have a bad board game i'm riding with with the green wave a team that i know a lot about i've been following very closely no you should have said will you should have said you're surfing with the green wave uh, you're right. I'm, 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 well, I'm riding the wave. You can ride a wave. You can surf. Yeah, you're it. right. You can ride the wave, bro. You know what I've heard from, uh, from, uh, uh, surfers is that when you get in like the, the bowl of the wave, like when you're in that circle, it's like the best feeling in the world. Like there's nothing better. Like it's like tranquil. Yeah, dude. I mean, have you ever seen Point Break? No. Oh man! But he also talks to a lot of surfers. But I mean, bro. No, I, to be honest, I heard it on some podcasts. How many surfers like do, do you talk no, to? No, did I say I was talking to someone? Is that how I set that up? Yeah, when you're talking to some surfers. I didn't mean to say I was talking to some surfers. I was in the mindset of talking to my handicappers today. Did I really say that? What a weirdo! Why would I say yeah. that when I was talking to some surfers? No, what? what I mean, there's not a lot of surfers in Denver, Colorado. No, this we, is but we, here. This is exactly what I was talking we about. We got when, bros in California. When, when, it, when I was, doing, I get it. No, no, for sure. But when I was doing the pod by myself, and there's no one to like stop me, like, hey, Tyler. What did you mean to say? That's how I go off and say the weirdest <laughs> shit when I'm all by myself here. So that's why I need you guys. But I was listening to a show where someone was talking about surfing and they said it's the most tranquil experience you can have. Um, yeah, I mean, like going also, by the way, we may the next. Uh, I don't like the beach, though, because I don't like sand. I get, when sand gets all on your toes and, and crevices, I go on the beach and I'm fucking getting sand out of my whatever a week later. I'm like, crevices? how is sand staying on my crevice? Oh, my God. My crevices. Yeah, all my crevices. Dude, I, I'm, I'm scared of the ocean for sure. Sharks wow. or I mean, like jellyfish or just like getting sucked out to if, sea or what? If I, can't, if I can't see my feet, no thank you. I mean, honestly, I got a little far out once and it was super, super nerve wracking because the, it starts to pull you out a little bit. And if you're not strong right. enough, like go under and like swim back in because I was probably like 14 or so. And I just, I mean, I eventually got back in, but I remember being legitimately nervous out there. Um, did I real quick? Did I ever tell you guys where I almost drowned at Waterworld? No, 
Maybe, oh, okay. maybe it's just left the memory banks. What happened? Yeah, it well, sounds well, like a great story. Yes, yeah, yeah. So real quick, uh, Waterworld, popular water park in Denver. Um, we went there and I was in, they had two wave pools. One was like a small wave pool. Um, one was just like, one, con- one was a green wave pool, right? You were right. So it was Keeping just like constant yeah. small green, you, you know, <laughs> like, like green waves, little waves. And then they had another one that it would come every like five or 10 minutes. And it was a huge wave and I got sucked under and I got stuck in the vents. Like there were like red, like caution areas and I got sucked <laughs> into it. And I actually had to be saved by a lifeguard. Shut up. How'd they find hey. you? Were you like, how'd they find you? This lifeguard was just on point, saw me struggling, and he jumped in and grabbed me Holy and like shit, pulled man. me out. And maybe that's why I have such like a horrible fear of well, the there, ocean. There's, there's nothing. I mean, the water. There are no vents in the oceans. There's maybe. not a lot of. <laughs> there's but no, there's an undertow which sucked me into the vent. There's not a lot of okay, feelings that are worse. Than there's being not hel- a vent. There's the ocean. Than being helpless there's in the water. There's lifeguards in the ocean, like, too. If you're helpless in the water, that's that's no. one of the worst feelings you can have. Oh yeah, it's, it's just the complete sense of helplessness. This and is if why you're I'm tired also, as well, and you're like trying to trying to stay up or paddle, like there's a lot of scenarios where it's bad. It's also why I'm not a great flyer, is because just like that sense of helpless helplessness is just. But see, flying overwhelming. I don't mind flying because I've done a lot of. Re- I love aviation. Um, like I love like just like on oh, my free time or like whatever. I like watch YouTube's on aviation. So when you like see actually how it works, because I for a long time it, I, I was too. I hated flying for several yeah. reasons. But it's so, it's so automated these days that there and, and like you can fly with one That's what engine. They tell you. No, it's Ryan. Stop being conspiratorial with this. Like flying. No, is, no, no, no. I'm not being conspiratorial. Like, like it's 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 like it's just that feeling of being in the seat and like not being able to do anything yourself. No, I get it. There's a great well, line. Do you like to be the one flying in, uh, the planes? There's video? a great line in Modern Family. <laughs> no, I'll drive. Where, where she goes, uh, you're being, you're literally being put in a steel coffin being thrown from one place to another <laughs> exactly <laughs> so. yeah well first of all um i like swimming in the ocean it is a little bit nerve-wracking i get the fear there but speaking of just to go back to surfing tyler yeah we may have to make that we may have to make the next tyler's outdated movie movie review for point break the classic bro uh, ni- i'll, I'll shut them up all day movie. bro what i don't want you guys always recommend like that's it's why it's so good that's why we did a uh, princess bride last time you guys always recommend these like sad long movies you know yeah. <laughs> what we need to do will you need to watch finding john malkovich you've never watched that or being john malkovich you never watched that right I have not. No. You need to watch that and review that. That needs to be the next outdated movie review. You need to do it. Okay. Well, Point Break's not a sad. It, it's a cheesy '90s action movie. Like it's <laughs> actually so. It's actually so bad that it's good. It, no, it breaks all the I, way I back like through the it. other side. I would like to watch that, um, and maybe I it's will. Keanu Reeves. It's uh, oh, it's uh, Patrick Swayze, and that'll teach you the real like surfer bra shit, dude, about what it feels like to ride a green wave. Surf we just made bra. it come back full circle. Shock bra. Uh, bet, bet board Surfing game. Nar, dude. Bedboard game. Hey, uh, Will, so, so will you watch that uh, for uh, outdated movie review? Maybe for next week or the week after? Next week or the week after. Do you want to do that? Like uh, being John Malkovich? Does that sound okay? Yes. Okay. It's yes. your turn. You need to do I, I did I one and Ryan good. did one, right? Ryan did Hubie Halloween. That's a good point. And I did, That's a very I did good mine, point. so it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, very good point. Um, uh, next up, Georgia at Mississippi State. Right now, the Bulldogs are 16 and a half point favorites going on the road. To the Bulldogs. <laughs> um, 
It's, wow. a, it's a bulldog matchup. Wow. Nice. Incredible. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice save. Now, Georgia, of course, uh, gets the huge win over Tennessee last week. And so, of course, they're going to be big favorites here at Mississippi State. But the way I see this game is I look, you know, last year, Mississippi State went into Athens and played Georgia pretty tight. It was 24-31. Um, I, know, I think there was a garbage time score there for Mississippi State, so it maybe wasn't quite that close. But my point is, is that it worries me because I think that after that big win, you could see Georgia come back a little bit, a little bit of a hangover game here. I don't think they're going to lose this game, but getting that massive win in the top, you know, three matchup against Tennessee last week. And now they have to go at Mississippi state, a tough Mississippi state team that has proven they can, you know, play a little bit with these guys. So 16 and a half does feel like a little bit too much for me, but Tyler, I want to hear your breakdown. You know, I don't love this game. It's a pass for me. I actually am staying away from the final game spread. If I were to make a bet, it would be Mississippi State uh, first half plus nine. You can find that right now. I believe it's uh, DraftKings um, and potentially BetUS. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, oh, there's another spam call. Sorry. Um, Incredible. But um, I think that the reason is Mississippi State does have a game plan. Over the course of 60 minutes, maybe Georgia can pull away because I do believe Georgia's on a mission this year. And they are the clear-cut number one, right? When Georgia's always been elite, it's always been them and Bama or them and Clemson or them and someone else. This right. is kind of the, the first time that that Kirby Smart, who is not Kirby Dumb, is going to take advantage mm. of that. So I actually kind of lean Georgia in a weird way full game and lean Mississippi State first half. Uh, I'm really impressed, though, with Mississippi State and what they've done against Georgia the last couple... I mean, Mike Leach doesn't have a lot of coaches who he really knows how to dissect on defense. And Georgia last year had an amazing defense, way better defense than they do this year. So that's why Mississippi State is yep. is certainly favorable. But I look at, at Georgia, and I mean, a lot of people just aren't talking about Stenson Bennett. I mean, he's 68% completions, 11 touchdowns, 3 picks, 153 a quarterback rating. Really kind of managing this offense, doing exactly what he need, needs to do to to win games and move the football and, and you know be efficient on third down, which they're very efficient on third down. But I'm really impressed with the amount of people they're getting involved. I mentioned this in the in the uh, the pre-show or whatever we were doing the the intro that Georgia and and Kirby Smart are doing something that Jimbo Fisher is not. They're incorporating all these different players with all this talent. So A and M, no one's getting on the field. No one's playing. All these young players are just sitting watching a bad team. And they're getting pissed off. On the other hand, you, you look at Georgia, and they've played a ton of people. All in all. They have 13 players who have rushed the ball, okay? Mm -hmm. And they have 21 players who have caught a ball. So Kirby Smart is just getting everyone involved. They've got four running backs, four, four running backs with more than 240 yards and 48 carries. I mean, they have a lot of players who are making a lot of damage and do it. And, and, and just that's why Georgia, I think, is the new age elite team. They can recruit, and they can put all these new players in positions to, to succeed. Like Alabama still, how many five stars they got last year are playing? Very, very few, right? We're seeing these five stars be implemented and inserted in different packages, different situations with Georgia, and they're, they're, it's paying off because their players are healthy, they're fresh, and I think we have a very different Georgia team and different approach this year. I really give Kirby Smart a lot of credit for kind of changing the approach and it's paying off this year, obviously. So, you know, I don't have a bet. I lean Georgia for the game, Mississippi State for the first half. But 
I just wonder how good Georgia really is. And we'll mention it. It's a down spot. They had a huge game last week. Number one team in the country. Beat them. And now they go on the road. So I do question, you know, can they slow down Mississippi State? And I'm not so sure they can. But I lean Georgia for the game. And I like Mississippi State first half. But I'm not making it a bet board game. My only bet so far is uh, UCF. No more Kirby dumb. Kirby smart. Look, um, I hate picking against Georgia, but again, I think 16 and a half might be too much. And I think this could be kind of a hangover spot for Georgia um, against a good Mississippi State team on the road. So for that reason, I'm going to take the Mississippi State Bulldogs plus 16 and a half. Um, Next up, Big 12 matchup, K-State on the road at Baylor. Currently Baylor, a two and a half point home favorite here. I mean, these two teams have just been up and down, especially the last, you know, four or five weeks. But um, K-State especially has been a little bit more inconsistent. And Baylor's gotten some big wins. And they feel like they're kind of hitting their stride a little bit. I'm interested to see kind of how you – is is this a bet board game for you, Tower? Do you have a good one for this one? No, uh, not really because this line opened at five. And if I could get that opening line at five or even a four, I would like K-State a lot more. Um, but that evaporated quickly. I mean, even even Tuesday afternoon, we still had four available, and that's gone now. So that's why is I really like Kansas State this game, but you're giving me two and a half? Absolutely not. I'm not going to take that on a bet board or for my own portfolio. Um, in terms of my rankings, I have these teams right by each other. I've got Kansas State 21st, and I've got Baylor 20th. I've got them both right around two touchdowns, 14 points, better than the average team. So... You know, very, very similar teams. And Kansas State, honestly, if you look at them, they've had the much tougher road. And they're probably, I would say, substantially better in yards per play, yards per play margin, points per, or uh, uh, yards per point margin. They're just, I think, the better team here. Uh, Kansas State's 18th in the country in rush defense efficiency and 8th in quarterback pressures. By the way, when I say K-State, I think they're, they're the better team and they're 21st in my rankings, and Baylor's 20th. What I mean is, in terms of the matchup, in terms of what TCU or uh, TCU Kansas State's good at and what Baylor's deficient at, I think that Kansas State has the matchup advantages here. So, uh, like I said, Kansas State uh, 18th in the country in a rush defense efficiency and 8th in quarterback pressures and passing situations. That's not good because Baylor, in third down conversions, it's been plummeting all season long. Now you look at their season average, it's not bad, 44.2. But last mm-hmm. week was like 30%, and they're getting worse every week. And so I think Dave Aranda is kind of showing his hand for what they're going to do on short-down situations. I don't know if they're going to get to the short-down situations because they just don't match up well with what K-State does early in downs. And again, Kansas State, 18th in rush defense efficiency. That means they're going to slow down Baylor's run. And they're eighth in quarterback pressures. And, and Baylor doesn't do well when there's constantly pressure in the face of the quarterback. They're having to get rid of the football. Like Baylor's a team who does well with teams who really like to hone it on the run and don't have a great rush defense, maybe focus on the secondary. It's not a good matchup, in my opinion, for Baylor. That's why we've seen the line drop from five to two and a half here. So I can't bet this because the good number disappeared. But again, Baylor, third down conversions have been plummeting. It's not a good uh, situation for them. And I... Uh, well, you want to give me a rogue number, add a point and a half here. I'll take K-State plus four all day. Add a point and a half? Yeah. I mean, I'm asking I mean, for it. I may as well ask because now what they you're say. You're getting a little greedy Isn't there. Isn't that what they say? Ryan, am I wrong? Isn't that what they say? You may as well ask. You may as well ask. Thank you. The, the worst thing that you can say is no. Thank yeah, you, Ryan. Not... Thank you. There you go. 
The worst thing you can say is no. Well, I'm going to say no to a point oh, and a half. Oh, what a um, bummer. Thank you. Look, God damn. So I got, <laughs> Baylor has kind of had a I'm just K-State here to push numbers. Buttons. I know. It's fine. <laughs> I love it, though. Because it worked <laughs> out for me. It worked out for me in that situation, so I loved it. <laughs> Baylor's won uh, four straight here, uh, including last year. They held K-State just 10 points. Now, I know the K-State offense has certainly improved off of last year. And Adrian Martinez, Adrian, gosh, I'm really on fire. I'm getting it, guys. Yep. Jaden Daniels, LSU, Adrian Martinez. Just, just give us a rundown of all the quarterbacks that you have right. problems with, bro. Jaden Daniels hey, at Kansas. Look, I got the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going John Reese Plumley. I was going Max Dugan. Like, Max you know? Dugan. <laughs> I just like to make Will sweat, especially when he's sick. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. How dare you? Yeah, let's I don't need any down. help sweating right now. <laughs> um, look, I, I like the numbers drop down because ultimately I think that that uh, that Baylor is the team I want to pick here. Um, they've won three straight. I think again they're kind of hitting their stride. And so for this number to drop down below three, I'm going to go with the Give Baylor Bears. Give me three. Let's make it a bet board. Mm. Give me three. So no, I mean that's a that's a key number. Don't don't have Ryan. Point me like, Ryan, I, I started I started asking for a point. Don't and bring half. me into this. I'm now Listen. asking for a half point. Come on, Will. Listen, I I, I fed into no. it. The answer is no. Uh, first time. And two and a half. Not going to give you a second is, time around. Two and a half and three is a big difference <laughs> in in betting terms, and I'm sure that I don't have to teach you that lesson, Tyler. Okay? Uh, I'm just upset that you're getting more intelligent. I wish we had a one of those Men in Black uh, memory eraser things, so mm. Will could go back to year one where he would easily take that. Yeah, yeah that's a good see, point. But you, you slowly see Tyler playing Will rather than the boards. Like I said Ooh, last week. Look, I mean, we're just trying to talk him into something here. I'm in his head. I feel like I got a, I feel like I got a big old marlin on a line. I, I, I was fishing for trout. I got a marlin. I'm trying to reel him in here. I'm deep in his. Uh, uh, first of all, you're not you're not going to find either of those fish in the same place. Just so you know. Um, uh, TCU going on the road at Texas. One of those is saltwater fish. The ones fresh. Um, TCU. All right, angler will. But hold on, I have, I have a question about that, Will. So yeah. I can eat salt and I can drink water, but I can't drink salt water. Please explain this to me. Please explain that to me. I mean, you can drink salt water. But they it's say just, it's bad for you. Yeah, it's, it is bad. But it's, why, it's, it, it's, why is it's it bad to drink salt water? But it's bro. not bad to drink water and have a bunch of salt. <clears throat> It's a lot of salt in mm-hmm. salt water. It's not Look, just like ooh, it's a da- you know a, a tablespoon of salt. I'm going to in have my, in my Aquafina. It's not Salt Bay. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> also, mm-hmm. like you can you can drink salt water. The whole point of you're not supposed to drink it is that like if you just drink it, it will dehydrate you further. If you had a glass of salt water right yeah, now, I've got questions. You're not going to get sick. I've got questions. Will's so, got answers. That's a good podcast. Well, let's do a new pod. It's called Tyler. I mean, I've got further answers, answers, but it's boring podcast material for sure. Yeah, oh, well. Scientist well, Ryan coming through <laughs> with some uh, with some facts. Uh, TCU at Texas, a Texas a Texas matchup here. And right now, despite rankings, despite TCU being the number four team on the road, the Longhorns are seven point home favorites here. Tyler, oh. now I I know that uh, obviously rankings mean nothing in the eyes of of college football. But help me understand matchup wise why you think this Texas team is ranked, you know, seven point favorites when they've been, frankly, just an inconsistent team all year and TCU continues to win. Um, it's because Texas is a better team and this is the market being smart. Okay, that's what this is. Ten years ago, 
20 years ago, you never, ever, ever get this. What you get now is a smart market. That's why it's hard to win. This is really the reason why, if you want to pinpoint why it's hard to win, it's because the market's cut up and they understand things like this. So in my rankings, I have Texas about four points better than TCU. I've got Texas ninth in my rankings. I know they have three losses, okay? And let's start there. Texas could easily be 9-0. Do we all realize this? Texas is 6-3. and three. They Absolutely. could be 9-0. Probably should be 8-1. and one. They lost a very close game to Alabama. They should have won. They lost a very close game to Texas Tech. They should have won. The only real loss you, 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 you may not have an argument for is the Oklahoma State loss, which now right. it's like, okay, I mean... You know, I guess Oklahoma State won the turnover battle. They, they played really well in the secondary in that game. Okay, but here's my classic point. I talked about this on la- on the last show I did by myself, all by my lonely self. And right now, it's <laughs> it, it's that, you know, w- w- when people see losses on the record, they just immediately jump to a conclusion. When they see Alabama two losses, I heard, I saw real people, smart people tweeting this week, Alabama's dynasty is over. Because they've had two road losses in the SEC against two top 10 teams. It's like, what? Have we lost right. our minds here? Same thing here. It's a, Well, not really the same thing here, but the point here is Texas, in my opinion, you look at six and three and you say, oh, well, classic Texas team. And I think Steve Sarkeesian is doing such a great job of progressing this team, getting them to learn, getting them to understand what he wants. I really think Texas is very impressive right now and actually maybe a little underrated. So... I, I just look at Texas in my power ratings, and I think this is a pretty good play. And I actually read somewhere that this was an indication that the the smart money is going to come in on Texas, despite the, the opening number. And you guys know what I think about the Longhorns again. Ninth in the country, TCU 13th, and you add home field, add motivation to take off an undefeated top 10 team in-state rival. This all adds up to a really good spot here for Texas. Now, I've got a really, really interesting stat on Texas's defensive line. They're sixth in the country in opportunity rate, but they're 107th in the country in stuff rate. Now, let me define those. Opportunity rate means how often is the defensive line doing their job? How often should the team be gaining a certain amount of yards? And how often are they gaining that amount of yards? Okay. Uh, Texas is sixth in the country in that stat. So we're talking about a very elite defensive line, front seven, it's stopping the run and stopping those run opportunities. But... The 107th stuff rate means they're doing hardly any of that behind the line of scrimmage. They're not getting behind the line. So I ask myself, why is that? Why the hell is this so different? This can't be coincidental. And looking at film, talking to people, the answer is, it's their scheme. Texas doesn't want to get beat with these things like screens, get in the backfield and get out of position. This may be one of the most disciplined Texas uh, uh, defenses I've seen in the last decade. No one is out of position. They're so organized and so efficient. I mean, we all think of Steve Sarkeesian as this like offensive mind. And maybe it's the, look, I don't know. I don't know a lot about Texas's defensive staff or their D coordinator. Maybe that's the key to their success this year. Because when I look at Texas, it's like, yeah, offense as usual, but wow, defensively, I see a lot of things really, really promising for Texas. And I think the whole idea of sixth in opportunity rate, 107th in stuff rate, the 107, that's not a big deal because it's scheme. If they want to get back there, they will get back there and they could get back there. So this is a very, very good defense and a very good defensive line. Texas doesn't overplay. They're always in the right spot. And again, if you look at overall football outsiders defensive rankings, the FEI rankings, Texas is 15th. 
And just by the way, TCU, 44th in that same stat. You may say, well, TCU wins with offense. They're going to move the football. They're going to move with offense. Well, look at the FEI rankings, okay? FEI and football outsiders take everything and adjust it for opponent. TCU has the 13th best offense in the country. But, and that's really good, right? 13th in the country, very good. But one spot above them at 12th is Texas. So now we're talking about it actually, everything adjusted, a better offense, better offensive line, much better defense. And my last point here, what did I do earlier? Let's talk turkey. Is that what I did earlier for my Thanksgiving thing? Yes. Okay. Talk turkey. Let, let's talk stuffing now. Okay. And by stuffing, mm. I mean schedules. Okay. According, <laughs> according to Phil Steele, do you want to guess the strength? Yeah, I want each of you guys to guess. The strength of schedule rankings for TCU and Texas. What do you think Phil Steele has both at? TCU, Texas. Oh, I bet Texas is way higher. Yeah, what do you think, though? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I would guess Texas is probably top 20. Okay. TCU is outside the top 40. Ryan? Uh, yeah, Texas probably top 20. TCU, given like Kansas and the other big 12 bottom dwellers from the beginning of the season, I'd say 60 plus. Yeah, right. it's right there, 60th. So TCU is, this is strength of schedule according to Phil Steele. TCU has the 60th toughest schedule right there, middle of the country. Texas, number two in the entire country. One of the hardest schedules in college football. So look, this isn't an anti-TCU thing. You guys know what I think of, of Max the Dude Dugan, right? Max Duggan. And I've been on TCU plenty this year. I've ranted and raved about, about this offense, about the new coaching staff, about how they've adapted with these transfers and old players. I mean, I have, I have made a bunch of money on TCU this year. But this is not the spot where you bet on them. Texas, I mean, at, at, at home against TCU, in-state rival who's undefeated, top 10 team, you, we get the better team here. That's why it's minus seven, okay? So all that together, you know, I, I'd probably take Texas minus seven here. I don't, I don't love all the points, but there's a reason why there's that many points. And you know what? I'm going to make it a play. I haven't, I haven't had in a lot of plays this, this this game, and I think this is a really good handicap for me. I put a lot of time into this, and I really trust the numbers. So I'm going to make this a play, Will. I'm going to make this a best bet. Uh, Texas, minus seven. And you know what? Right now it's going up, actually. Texas is minus seven, minus 115 in some places. So I'm going to take uh, the Longhorns here, minus the touchdown. Will, what do you think? Um, I'm hesitantly taking Texas. Now, even though I agree with your assessment 100%, like as far as strength of schedule, um, the matchup. I think the Texas's offense will match up well against TCU's defense. But what does worry me is TCU has had Texas's number now for a long time. That's They've true. Won... But, that, but here's that was Gary Patterson, right? That and was I was going to get to that. Yeah, okay. So like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Six. It's oh, it's okay. I mean, six out of the last games, TCU's won straight up, and that was with Gary Patterson, who's now on the Texas staff. Right? He's he's a a a um, consultant. He's not even. Yeah, he's a consultant, exactly. So he's just there, kind of watching things, and that that actually works out in Texas's you know benefit yep. because they can go to him and say, "What? Why were you always so good against us? What are the things that you do?" But there's other parts of that too. It's that I do think that TCU players, probably a lot of them, um, weren't recruited by Texas and maybe feel a little slighted by that. They're like, "Hey, I wasn't good enough to go to Texas." You know, TCU went after me instead, and so I think there's kind of a uh, a chip on their shoulder whenever they play Texas. Yes, and even still, like 
No, but Max that's Duggan. why that's why this year it's great because Texas is flipped. Texas is now the little brother in this matchup. TCU's undefeated, top ten, number four team in the nation. I get going into Texas years like that in the past as well. Like Texas hasn't been top ranked all that often. You know what I mean? Like they've they've been. But I don't know if they've been in a spot recently. like this, like this but, where they're going. Hey, the big old bad TCU is coming in here, and we have to to knock off the big old bad Horned Frogs. That's right. that's where it's a switcher, a a, sw- a changing of uh, of of you know kind of a role reversal, right? The big bad I Texas is I now just the feel bad like team. Texas always, regardless of the record, they have that kind of cachet. And so I don't know. I mean, look, if it goes up more, I'd be leaning TCU. If it if it pushes up past seven, seven and a half, eight, I'd be leaning TCU. If it, if it were to drop down, I'd be all over Texas. So I'm hesitantly going with Texas here minus seven. All right, but that's a bet at best bet for Tyler. So love yes, it. It is. Yes, um, it is. Uh, Smitty, your picks. Smitty's picks. Yeah, so here we go. I like a lot of these games, um, minus a couple of them. So I'm going to go LSU. Um, Ole Miss, actually, plus 12. Uh, Let's do um, K-State. And I'm going to take Texas as well, minus the seven. I I, I think LSU and Texas are both hitting their strides at the right time of the year. And like Walgie said with, uh, with their given record right now, I think if Texas had Quinn Ewers the entire year, they're eight and one or undefeated. Exactly. And not only that, but they probably, regardless of Quinn Ewers probably should have won those games anyway. Right. Look at the Alabama game. You look at the Texas, even without him, you look at the stats, they probably should have won those anyway. So Texas is a weird team because I agree with you, Ryan. And the reason why Texas is so off is because we expect this. Like, that's the Texas MO, is they're going right, to go 6-3 right. and, and beat the good team. They're going to crumble. Right, but it's not the same Texas team doing that. Exactly. It's kinda, it's kinda uh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I will say, with with the Ole Miss pick, I think that Alabama's kind of on the other side. While I agree with what you said during your breakdown, um, I also agree with Will and the fact that they've never been in the spot before. I know you hate betting against Nick Saban, but they're going on the road. They, they've had some adversity this year, and I'm not sure that Ole Miss can't upset them, to right. be honest with you. Wow. Yep. I mean, hey, well, look at the money line then, right? Let's sprinkle a little that cheese be on the money line. Hey, that's what, that, that, that's what I always look at. <laughs> Tyler's, Tyler's money line parlay? You no, that's what, that's why I'm not the professional no. gambler. No, but I've got a good money line parlay. Do you want to hear it, Will? Yeah, there let's hear your Knights of the Square Table. Let's get to Knights of the Square Table. We need to come up with a good sound effect for that. But anyway. Dun, uh, dun, dun. Uh, some swords no, like clashing. I said, we know we, we need to do the the Frank or the what's Stiller? Uh Jerry Stiller. Okay. Um so three team parlay all underdog money lines. This one pays twenty three to one. We're gonna take Purdue. Plus mm-hmm. 210 at Illinois. Purdue is plus 210. We're going to take South Carolina at Florida. I think Florida is going to have a bit of a letdown. They've been playing very well. Anthony Richardson, big game last week. This is, this is a spot where you want to fade Florida. So South Carolina money line plus 260 at Florida. And then we're going to take Kansas State like we talked about. I'm going to take KSU money line only plus 115. Those three together play, uh, pay 23 to 1. 
My Knights of the Square Table, three-team Moneyline Parlay, underdogs, Purdue, South Carolina, Kansas State. That's big bucks. Okay, here's my uh, Knights of the Square Table, four-team parlay. By the way, how did you do last week? Didn't it do pretty well? Um, I think you did. I think you question. did. I think you did really well last week on your on your last uh, week. My parlay was not good. No, uh, no, Bama, maybe that was two weeks ago. It had Bama. It had Oklahoma State. It had Texas Tech, and it had Clemson. So um, way to rub in, really <laughs> rub it in there, Tyler. Yeah, it was two That's weeks. That's what ago. we like to call a bomb. No, it was two weeks ago. <laughs> I was trying to do that. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's here's mine, which will do much better. Uh, LSU minus the three, uh, Auburn minus one actually at home versus A and M. A and M is a dumpster fire. Auburn with a you know maybe an interim head coach, uh, guys getting fired up. I'll take the Tigers there. Uh, Oregon Ducks minus thirteen and a half against Washington, and then Baylor minus two and a half. Those are my four teams. Awesome, love it, Will. Love it. Well, listen, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're going to be back in the studio next week. I promise I'm not going to catch another disease mm-hmm. in the meantime. But uh, looking forward <laughs> to the games this Saturday. And, of course, we'll do our, our Zoom uh, on, on Sunday to review the game. So thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Follow us on Instagram at Culture Ball Tailgate. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a little bit.